I wish they would do that with like Sour Patch Kids or something. Like, <laughs> something that I can eat. I don't want to go to Legoland. I want to be like that, chomping on it. You want Candyland. Yeah, Candyland. Candy candy Why do they have candy a land. Legoland? I want a Candyland. should be better hey you're on with stephanie albert <laughs> and it's her podcast i don't even know you but i adore you already i can barely <laughs> hear Thank you, you but whatever what's up how's quarantine pretty good you know it's been cool like you know i, I was always working out but like it, i went and bought a bike you, you bought a bike yeah not, not a motorcycle just a bicycle a little hybrid and uh you know just riding around seeing more of it, more of the city because um, I'm born and raised here, so in you know, LA, right to the beach. Yep. So yeah, you know, and then with the with the success and uh, of the show and everything, you know, fans and all that. So just connecting with them as much as possible, and, you know. So it's been cool. No complaints. Yeah. How are you? Are you? Is there a season three coming? Are uh, supposed to shoot towards the end of September, beginning oh. of October. Oh dang. Yeah, so soon. I was left on such a cliffhanger in that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I yeah. didn't think I would like it because I thought it was going to be super high school-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being about so much real life shit. So yeah. I shook. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's based, it's based off of a true story. The guy, Spencer Paysinger, um, you know, he grew up in South Central, had the opportunity, went to Beverly Hills and, uh, you know, that and actually went to the NFL and won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. So, um, yes, just introduce yourself. I missed that whole part. Like, I just, Sure. Yeah. What's going on? This is uh, Kareem Grimes. You guys may know me as Preach from All-American. <laughs> and I'm hanging out with Stephanie, just chopping it up. Yes. But, okay, like, where'd you grow up? You said L.A.? Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Inglewood, California, um, 99th and Crenshaw, so literally right around the corner from the farm where the new uh, Rams Stadium is uh, is being built. And then just kind of moved around South Central, uh, ended in Baldwin Hills, you know, got a bust. Went to Paul Revere and Paul Revere to Palisades. Palisades transferred to Dorsey because at that time I was playing football. You know, thought I was hot football. stuff. Yeah. Transferred, uh, transferred to Dorsey. Went to varsity. Wasn't going to start. And I was like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm good. So, yeah. And then, you know, went on to Cal State LA. And, uh, yeah. What position did you play? I played tailback. Tailback? Or Is that even flanker. a position? Slot, yeah. I've never even heard of that. Like a running back, like a running back. Okay, tailback. Yeah, it's a running back. There's, okay. there's a fullback so in front, and then there's the tailback in the back. So yeah. Okay, so you're like super muscular, and you're probably like five ten, and you're no, not at no? all. Uh, back in the day, I was, I was, but um, now no, and I am five six. Yeah, you're a little yep. boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be yeah yeah what so you said you you like bike ride what else do you do in your free time 
uh, work Very out. Good. Love to work out. Culver City Stairs is like my second home. <laughs> I've been oh, going the there. Stairs, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just working out. I work out with a group called Gritwood. So uh, a good friend of mine, Sean, he started a workout group. So I work out with him. We run, heels, work out, the whole nine. So, and lately I, I've just been on YouTube, looking at a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. You're in LA absolutely. too. So that's, I, I'm pretty sure like everything is closed there. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's certain things still open, but it's still technically, you know, locked down. But yeah, you know, some people just got to be outside. <laughs> Can't help ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Wait, have you been to San Diego at all? Uh, I was just in San Diego last week, two weeks ago. That's where I live. I nice. Just moved here. Yeah, That's it's amazing. Deep. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, Went over to this spot. They call it Seal Beach or something like that. It's where you can see all the seals or whatever. Oh, yeah. La Jolla. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was in La Jolla. There it is. Oh, my there God. Is. I tried to pet one yeah. last Friday. And what? Yes, because I thought they were nice. They look so nice. And I thought. Yeah, they, they do look nice, but yeah, they will bite you. And you see their teeth? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. So the thing was, this thing is injured and he's just sitting there. Uh, it made me so sad so i was like i'm gonna try to pet his head because he's like Mm -hmm. his eyes are shut whatever and i reach my hand up and then all of a sudden like and he's like tries to grab my hand i was like this close to getting eaten yeah yeah but they're so they have fangs they are they are cute but they they are dangerous they will bite you oh yeah yeah and they're supposed to be puppies of the ocean they're not pup like they hate us right they really don't like (laughs) us at all I mean, unless you have, you know, if you have fish, sardines or whatever, then, you know, you're, you're good to go. That's, I've never heard that puppies of the ocean. I mean, I call it that. I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's why you've never heard of that. That's why. You can coin that puppies of the ocean. Yeah. Puppies of the sea. They're like sea pups. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. So if you could choose between San Diego or LA to live in. LA. What? I love San Diego. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, okay. Wrong. I love San Diego. I I know. But LA, you know, it is what it is. What about LA though? Like, what makes you like it? The the areas, you know, Lamar Park, Crenshaw. You know, I have a lot of friends who have businesses there. I still have the beach. Oh yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So I ride to the beach, which is maybe a. 30 minute, 35 minute bike ride. So I still have yeah, a but Isn't the worlds. traffic terrible in LA? I mean, the traffic is terrible in San Diego too. When you're on that what? freeway, it gets crazy after Legoland. Wait, Legoland. Legoland. Yeah, Legoland in, in, in San Diego, there's this long stretch where it's so much traffic, it's ridiculous. What? The people, people are going to Legoland and SeaWorld. I've never been to either. People here, they're going to be like, yo, Kareem is absolutely <laughs> correct. It is, it is. When you get where Legoland is in that vicinity, there's always traffic. It's easy breezy coming. Uh, yeah. but once you pass Camp Pendleton and you go there, it starts to slow up. Wait, what's, just pause. What's Legoland? I just moved here. Legoland is, so you know Legos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So Legos has a theme park where everything in the theme park is Lego. Rides, everything. Yo, it's pretty dope. I did, back in the day, I worked for this company and we, I got hired. I was a brand ambassador for Lego Ninjago. This is when Lego Ninjago first came out. 
and I did like a tour for like two and a half months, two and a half, three months. What? And we they flew us to they flew us to uh Enfield, Connecticut, because that's where the um Lego uh like office is. And they took us around and everything was Lego, like when you go on the campus they have like birds and bears that are literally made out of lego it oh is absolutely insane but it's literally like five minutes down the street from a prison which i was like what, what that's actually heck? hilarious no, that's like, the wait worst a minute. place <laughs> like what but uh it was cool like running around in there with yeah the it was crazy yeah. but it was uh you know it literally, it literally opened me up to, you know, I, I remember seeing people who play with Legos, like that was a thing, but they really take that serious. There's a job for them. There were people that all they do is get paid to put Lego stuff together, period. Every Lego, every color, you can imagine rainbow. It was there. They had a life-size uh, a Disney movie car. Mm. had a life-size car and made out entirely out of Lego. Could you drive yes. it? I, I mean, no, you couldn't drive it. It was actually inside. So you can, like, take oh, pictures. You yeah. couldn't touch it, but it was literally it didn't have an made engine. out of Lego. They had oh. no no engine. They had a, I saw a Shaq bus made out of Lego, a Michael Jordan, Ellen DeGeneres bus made out of Lego. It was pretty damn cool. Why can't they, had they a whole have that? Star Wars thing. What? I wish they go. would do that with, like, Sour Patch Kids or something. <laughs> Like something that I can eat. I don't want to go to Legoland. I want to be like that, chomping on it. You want Candyland? Yeah, Candyland. Candy candy Why you do they have a Legoland? I want a Candyland. You want, want Candyland? Like, That's funny. Wait. So okay, back to you. Are you acting in any other shows right now, or have you in the past? Yeah. So you? I'm working on a TV show now called For the Love of Jason. It's UMC, AMC UMC. Um, it's a, it's kind of like the best way I can describe it is like Friends meets Insecure. Okay. I love so, Friends. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Working on that and we should be wrapping up towards uh, maybe the first or second week of September. And then I'm working on a project with Brian Hooks in Oakland for maybe four or five days. And then I am doing some work with Buffalo Wild Wings again because I did a, a voiceover commercial for them. So oh, I'm working wow. with them again. And then I got maybe a week or two off. And then hopefully we start shooting season three of All American. Ooh, are you excited? Yeah, I'm super I'm excited. excited. Super excited. You, you know, guys need to hurry fans, up. Netflix sucks. Yeah, the fans are like, yo, when are y'all going to start shooting? Because we cannot wait. So, um, you know, just yeah. to let you guys know, we are going to be shooting season three soon. Good. By, by the top of the year, you guys should start seeing it. Oh, it's just, it's been hard out here during COVID yeah. because all the good shows are watched. Yeah. We need yeah. some new stuff coming in. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's so exciting. Wait, so for your voiceovers for Buffalo Wild Wings, what do you voiceover like what what are you acting out so there is a commercial running now called sports uh, we need sports and sports needs us and okay. i'm voicing the whole commercial so you'll see like action like people so the commercial starts off as there's a beer man he's like beer man beer man he's walking up the uh stadium yeah but it's empty because of you know covid Mm -hmm. And then my voiceover starts and then I start talking about, you know, no matter what, Buffalo Wild Wings is still there for you. You know, we can still eat wings together, Aww. be here together, cheer together. 
Um, okay. Well, this is basically a dating comedy podcast. So I have to ask, what's your relationship status? Uh, I'm in one. Aww, yay. Okay. How long have you been in your relationship? Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute though, but I am in one. Okay. And how'd you guys meet? Sure. Oh, uh, birthday party. Yep. So it's yeah, like real life. Party. Dang. Yeah, that's it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I mean, in the beginning, she wasn't, she wasn't stunting me at all. Oh, yeah. I, knew, I had a friend. I had a friend. They were good friends. So yeah. I was like, yo, who's your, who's your homegirl? Give her my number. I want to invite her to my party. And she, she never came. She was like, I'm not coming to your party. Um, I was like, all right. It's all good. <laughs> Still had a good time, though. Hmm? Oh, and then you guys started dating? Yeah. So cute. Yeah, I took her to it. I took her to a movie that I was in, but I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Shut up. You did not. You did not. Was that your like, first date? Like, yeah, take her to the movie, movie you're in. Let's go see this movie. It was Jarhead. It was Jarhead. And I was just sitting there and I was just like, oh my goodness. Who is that? Wow. That is me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. That did corny, she notice? But, yeah, so cool. Yeah, she was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I roll. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that is so cool. That is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. What would you say are your like? Do you have a type, or I mean, is this person like? Does she fit your normal type, or do you not really have a type? I really don't have. That's good. Open. I grew mind. up in a beauty salon. I grew up in a beauty salon, so. Oh really? My mom. Yeah, my mom was a beautician, so. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I was around women all day. And then I yeah. started, uh, then I learned how to wash hair. So I would get like five bucks to wash hair. So I'm really good with these hands digging in yeah. the scalp. You'd be such a yeah. ladies' man. You're yeah. like, I know how to wash hair. And girls I love when their hair's hair. played with. Like, yeah. I love when people wash my hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, yeah. So That's uh, a flex. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I grew up in a beauty salon. So I saw, you know, all shapes, sizes. Yeah, last little thing about dating because I don't want to like talk about your girlfriend too much when she's not here because she sounds mm-hmm. amazing. But what would be like your top three traits that you look for in a person or that she has and that you uh, need or appreciate? Has to be a, has to be a go getter because you know my mom she she was a go getter. My mom hustled work definitely. What is it? that's number one? Number two definitely can cook. Number three has a sense of humor. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I joke. I don't joke a lot, but I joke. My jokes are pretty good. In the I want to hear your jokes. This is a comedy I, I have, podcast. I, Let's listen, go, man. Stephanie, I have <laughs> no joke for you right now. I mean, here's an old one. What do you call a cow with no legs? A hamburger? A ground the beef. <laughs> I actually love that. Oh, my God. That's so See, like, But, like, my jokes are, like, you know, like dad jokes, real life, something on TV or something that I saw. Okay, well, if and, we're ever like talking about something and then you just have this joke like brewing inside of you, just blurt it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That's absolutely. your only job. Okay, so let's talk about All American because let's be yeah. honest, that show let's is amazing. Okay. Thank you very much. Who were you closest with on the cast? Karima Westbrook. She plays um, Spencer's mom because I've known Karima prior. 
Uh, I remember when I remember when she was auditioning, or I think she got this. She got the show, but I was very close with her. Um, two other people I'm very close with: uh, the showrunner, uh, NK, uh, and Kiche Okoro, um, and Jamie Turner. He's one of the writers. Okay. I did NK's first script for TV, which was the episode of Bones. So I Bones. met her like ten years. Yeah, I met her like ten years prior. Yeah. Wow. I played this uh I played this kid from Sierra Leone who was an amputee who was okay. a uh, you know RUF soldier. Um so that's how I met her and then prior to that 20 years, 10 15 years, I I did 3 seasons of uh The Shield with Michael Chiklis on FX and I met a young brother by the name of Jamie Turner and I think at that time he was a story editor but we mm-hmm. became real cool. And, you know, we've always, we've always kept in contact and, you know, boom, he ends up as one of the writers on the show. So, you know, That's it's so kind of cool because when they were coming up with pre Kate and Jamie was like, oh yeah, I know somebody. Oh, I know somebody too. I know somebody who will do well with this, you know, well with this what? and come to find out they're both talking about me. What? But they didn't know though. They didn't know. No, but that's so funny. That means you yeah. were totally meant for that role then though. Yeah. 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 They didn't so, even like talk. Wow. Exactly. So those are like the three people that um before I, you know when I got on the show that's who I was super close with. Yeah, that's so funny. Spencer's mom. I was expecting you to say like Coop. I don't even know her name in real life. Is it Breezy B? Uh, Breezy, Breezy. Yeah, 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 we're close. I mean, yeah, like we, you know, when we're when we're on set, we spend we definitely spend a lot of time. Um, yeah, because. I mean, my scenes are always with her. So yeah, that's the only reason um, I assumed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I hardly see Karima. I think the only times I see Karima is either at the table read or if you know if we do have scenes that day when she's on set. You know, I'll see her then. She's so nice. That I just like. Oh, she's. Oh, a, she's I a want a her sweetheart. to be on that show. Yeah, she is such a sweetheart and such a talented, a talented artist. She just like makes me feel calm. I, I wish. <laughs> I'm like, can you just be my mom when my mom can't? Yeah, be she literally, she <laughs> literally has that voice. Of yeah, me. like that's how she talks. Has a nice, just soft tone. It's just relaxing. Who is the goofiest? Like most? Tay Diggs. Who's that? I don't know. Tay Diggs plays Coach Baker. He's the father. The oh, coach. he's the goofiest. Oh my gosh! Like, is Tay- he just like always? Pulling pranks if and shit you, on people. Yes, if you want laughter, follow Tay Diggs's Instagram. I think oh it's in Tay Insta. It's, Tay, it's just follow Tay Diggs. Okay. Tay Diggs does like these auditions where he'll get the cast. Like he'll make fun of um, Daniel Ezra's uh, accent, and he, you know he'll say, "Here, say this," but sing yeah. like this, or you know, Tay is just he dances, he sings. Tay Diggs by far is the funniest person that I've met that I did know that, that he was that funny. I like, know because he plays such a like hard yo, ass. He is hilarious. He yes. plays such a like stickler dad. Yeah. Like he, no he does. smiling ever. Yep. My yep. gosh. But he is so funny. So funny. Oh my God. What a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> what else has he done that's just, has he pulled any pranks on people or anything? Um, I don't know if he's pulled any pranks but he's like even michael bellingsley he's he's hit everybody cody like he's i think he's clowned everybody on set yeah yeah like literally if you go to his turns. instagram you would literally see how he acts on set and it is absolutely funny 
Oh, are you stoked to record with him or film with him soon again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, we don't have a lot of, we don't have scenes together. Oh, so right. That the only sense. time I see him is during the table reading when we're all together. Other than that, because I would love to be on set when he's doing those things because that's just kind of like my personality as well. Like, yeah, I would definitely get in. On oh, that. me so too. Every, yeah, everybody is like, oh, because I dance and Tay dances, everybody is yeah. like, oh, there should be a, a dance-off battle between Preach and Coach Baker. So Hell yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll Wait, see. plot we'll twist. See. You should yeah. try out for that You're on the football <laughs> team now. Oh, right, my God. I know, right? Exactly, God dang exactly. Wait, how old are you supposed to be in the show again? Are you supposed to be in high uh, No, I'm out of high school. Out of high school on the show. Like, Do they give maybe, you an age? <laughs> nah, but I, I think I'm maybe like 20. 19, I don't know how 20, old I 20. am. I'll just roll with it. Yeah, I'll just roll with it. No, but I think I'm in my early 20s, definitely. Yeah. Who is the shyest person? The most reserved that just was kind of quiet Daniel. and shy? Daniel. What? Spencer? Because yep. yep. that's what he's like in the show. Yep. Aw. Yeah. He's Daniel like- was like, you know, he definitely interacts with us and everything, but, you know, his his time is his time, his alone time, and, you know, he's he takes that. So, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I mean, as far as what I can see, definitely uh, Daniel Esmond. Okay, so Tyrone. I want to talk about Tyrone. Yeah. Do you know those shows where they're so good that you mm-hmm. almost like hate the person, even though mm-hmm. you, you obviously don't hate him in mm-hmm. real life, but you kind of mm-hmm. do because it's like, it feels so real. What's he like in real life? DJ Ship is, um, he's a dope actor. Um, and DJ Ship is the opposite of that character. Like really? DJ Ship, yeah, DJ Ship is literally, I would probably say, the second most reserved, quiet person. That's yeah. so, so weird. So he's literally the total opposite of that. Yeah. Okay. You know? So, um, but yeah, we've hung out definitely on set and super cool cat. You know, yeah, his kids, he's a dad. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Was there anyone else that was that's like really different in person compared to their character that they play? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, everybody mm. is they're not totally like yeah, like Cody. No, but what's his name in the show again? Oh, uh, Asher. Asher. Oh, Asher Adams. Thank you. Okay, it was Asher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. I haven't seen I haven't seen the show. Cody before. is a rapper. Cody raps and he's pretty damn good. Shut up. He's a yeah. rapper. Does he have music yeah. on Spotify? Uh, I'm not sure. You, he probably does. Um, oh my god, I didn't know he rapped. That's yeah, sick. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Greta, Greta is minus the drama, but Greta is super laid back. Such a sweet person. Greta Bake. Who's Greta? She Greta. She plays a uh, Layla Keating. Oh my god, she's so pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who else? Okay. Samantha Logan is dope. She plays Olivia Baker. Okay. Samantha is super cool. Michael is me and Michael like we we've, we've gotten closer during this quarantine, just checking up on each other and yeah. talking and everything. And Michael has a dope clothing line called Five AM. So he's like, you know, shot me, uh, shot me some gear. Um, nice. Yeah, Hunter Cloudis. He plays JJ Parker. Hunter, I would say, is the opposite because. JJ's character on the show is like, like he's like always turned up. Yeah. yeah. Turned up. Darnell played um by Da Vinci. Da Vinci is laid back. Da Vinci is like, I call him cool daddy. Because Da cool Vinci daddy. is like super he's like super laid back, super cool. You know, he's the tall model type, you yeah. know. 
tall, dark, and handsome guy, but you know, he's he's super cool. And his name is Da Vinci. That's so cool. Da Vinci, yep. What else? I'm trying to think. What about Coop? Um, what does had, she like? Uh Breezy is full of energy. Same as yeah, Breezy. Breezy actually raps. Um, I also found out that she is a barber. She what? used to cut hair. Yeah, she's good, too. She's Dang. very good. Has she ever cut your hair? No, she hasn't. I would let her, though. I would. I trust her enough to let her cut my hair, and it's very hard. I don't let anybody cut my hair. But <laughs> Breezy, I would definitely let her give me a fade or a taper. And yeah, like, and in quarantine, yeah. it's hard to get your hair cut anywhere. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's good to have that plug. I don't know. Yep. What was your favorite episode that you shot? Do you ah, easy. Uh, season two, episode 11. It was by far, it was called The Crossroads. And uh, it was oh by my far my best, my best, or I would say it would be my favorite episode. What happened that's, in that episode? And that's when, that's when I stopped Coop from trying to go kill Tyrone. Oh, yes. I was going to say, I remember the name of that episode because that one was so good. And I just Yeah. Episode oh. 11, season two. What about it made it your favorite far. to shoot, though? It was just, I think at that time, we finally saw who Preach is and how he felt about Coop. Yeah. You know? Because for the most part, it was just like, oh, he's such a hard, you know, people didn't like him. But that particular episode, you really saw a side of Preach like, yo, I really care for you, Coop, you know, and I don't want anything to happen to you because I see the potential in you. Yeah. You know, so for me, that's my favorite. Yeah, because like the whole show, I I look, I viewed preach as just kind of a hard ass that had a mm-hmm. cold heart and mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. open it up to anyone else and didn't really right. care about other people beyond you know like the business side of what he was doing. Right. So right. that's that was kind of the eye opener. Like, look, he opened his heart up and he. Has an they had this. They had this. They had this kind of pull and tug relationship. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to say he cared about her. She, you know, what I'm saying it mm-hmm. was. It, it was a. It's a big brother. It's a big brother little sister relationship. Period. Yeah. But do you feel like period. preach overcompensated trying to be masculine and macho and you know like tough? Yeah. He, he became. He became. He was. He was loyal to a fault. Yeah. To where it got him, you know, it got him in jail because he yeah. was going after Tyrone. Okay. I don't know your background, but could you relate to Preach's character at all? Or was that... Growing up, I grew up around a bunch of Preachers. Okay. I grew up with guys who, you know, used to gang bang, did some time and really changed their life. And, you know, you know, we call them OGs and, yeah. you know, they, they stepped in. They stepped in my life and told me, hey, you don't want to go this route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the route you want to take because if you go this route, this is what's going to happen. You're either going to be dead or in jail, you know? So for me, it was very easy to put the pieces together and put this character together, preach, because those guys that I'm still, you know, cool with today, you know, they they looked out for me and made yeah. sure that I didn't go... You know, I didn't go that route. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of full circle then because you played Preach, but then you had Preach basically, or Preach's direct, like redirect your life. Kind of like how Preach was to Coop when in that episode. Absolutely. They were basically like, just, it's not worth it. Like, don't do it. 
That's Absolutely. so crazy. That's- yeah, it's just like, yo, once, you know, when he says, he said, once you pull that trigger, you, you won't know, you won't know until you, and, until you have to pull that trigger. When you do, it changes a person. Yeah. It changed yeah. me and I don't want it to change you. So, you know, that right there hit home. You know, yeah. I think at that point is when we really saw the relationship and how much he cared for, uh, for, for Coop that, you know, he didn't want her to go he didn't want her to go through that. Yeah, that surprised me so, so much. Like when that mm-hmm. happened, I was shook when he opened up and was, mm-hmm. he was almost like vulnerable. And I don't know, yeah. it was, it was no, really for real. surprising. That, I think that's when you really saw a side of Preach that you hadn't seen before. Yeah, that was the best episode. <laughs> Great episode. Good answer. You passed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I passed. Thank you, you passed so much. Test. That's what I was that. hoping for. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. Okay, so best behind the scenes memories. Do you have any that stick out to you? I'm sure there's a billion, but. I think for me, always getting feedback or just, you know, from the writers, the director of just, you know, you're, you're, you're doing solid work. You know, those, those I hold dear to me. Because I, I really take my craft serious. I love what I do, and you know, I just want to make sure I do good work, solid work each and every each and every time, each and every take. So you know, to see a writer come up, you know, and, and say, "Man, you really are bringing these words to life." You know, I think that to me is the ultimate compliment, and that's those are things that I hold near and dear to me. Do you take um, criticism pretty well, then? Yeah, of course. I mean, as yeah. an actor, you have to. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, I had to learn that. Um, yeah. to take criticism but for the most part yeah you know it's it's only going to help me grow as an artist and as a person so you know I'm open to it I need to get better at that I my yeah, love it can language be tough. it can I definitely be tough yeah being rejected sucks and I mean my love <laughs> language is words of affirmation so I'm like yeah tell me I'm all the things yeah yeah, but, yeah you're but- so beautiful you're no but at the same time i know that won't get me anywhere and i need people to and also i truly believe that the people that spend the time to give you feedback that can help you or that you Mm -hmm. like need to improve they believe Mm -hmm. in you like they wouldn't waste their time and their breath giving you this advice and absolutely critiquing you if they didn't think you were worth something absolutely you know what i mean totally 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 agree and i think you know that's one thing like if you don't have people who, who genuinely care for you, want to see you win and, and hold you accountable, then, you know, those aren't really friends. Yeah. You know? No, for real. Like you need yeah. people better than you and you need people that push absolutely, you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I always say if you, you know, if you show me your, your circle of friends, I can show you how successful you are. Yeah. And my mom always says, like, show me your friends. I'll show you who you are. And yep, it sounds it stupid, but it's like seriously so true. I mean, we were yes. so influenced by people without even knowing yes. we are. Yep. Absolutely. Right. You have you have to surround yourself with just positive people. Period. Yeah. People that speak into your life. People who want to see you win, who generally care for you they're not doing that by default they're taken away so you have to remove yourself from that and that's how i live my life yeah you know period take out the trash you know? no i'm kidding you gotta take out the guys but you gotta you it's like all that gotta negative take, energy gotta clean house you gotta clean house you gotta, gotta clean, clean house especially like this year there's so much there's obviously a crap ton of negative things oh, happening yeah and so 
we can't even afford ourselves that negative energy mm-hmm. from people. Like we're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the year to like really pick and choose what I mm-hmm. can put into my life. Yep. 2020 is the year of uncovering a lot of things and exposing them. Mm-hmm. There it is. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for the humor. Come on, man. Oh, come you on. It'll be being funny. I'm like, oh, It'll be there. Okay. You cannot force it, Stephanie. You're right. You You're right. Force it. Okay, so obviously, I, I mean, I said before, I had hesitations watching, watching the show because it was a high school drama, and mm-hmm. usually shows like that are like, oh, my God, Cindy texted my boyfriend, and then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so had a party. But, I mean, it was so dramatic and real, and um, what I want to know is, since it was so dramatic and real, I've never acted, so I can't speak to this. But was there anything that the show kind of taught you as a lesson or made you kind of realize about life big picture? That's what's so good about the show. And, you know, big shout out to NK um, and KJ. She is the showrunner. She is the captain. She is everything. She's amazing. And, you know, when you have good leadership, it trickles down. And, you know, the writers, big shout out to them. You know, they just, they're, they really dig into what's going on in the world. Things that, you know, we experience. And that's on both sides. You know, if you live in Crenshaw, if you live in Beverly Hills, I think that's what makes the show good. It gives you balance. There's good and bad. There's good and bad in both, you know. But I think they, because it's so rooted in what's going on now, you know, you had, excuse me, you had the episode where they were at the uh, frozen yogurt spot and they were yeah. dealing with like a Karen um, and then <laughs> also dealing with the police, you know, yeah, who was, you know, about to pull his gun out on this, you know, on Spencer and his brother. So, mm-hmm. you know, these are things that actually are happening, you know, right. and, and they have been happening, you know, it, it just, it's just so, it's just so grounded, it's just so grounded in what's going on and what's taking place in the world that, you know, you connect because either you've experienced it, you're living it, or you know somebody who has experienced it. Yeah, that's such a good point about the ice cream scene and everything because uh-huh. I feel like people sometimes see those videos online and they think it's like a setup or something, but when you're just uh-huh. like watching a TV show you enjoy and then uh-huh. a scene like that happens, you're like consuming that media without doing it intentionally and then it makes them realize like oh mm-hmm. shoot that actually does that actually you know does I mean? happen exactly like it, even though it's just a show it like it just reinforces the idea and keeps putting it in people's brains which is so important that mm-hmm. and it needs to be shown like whether it's in a tv show that people are going to watch like at least it gets yeah. to those people then you know yeah. that would otherwise yeah, avoid real. watching it yeah yeah it's real you know yeah. and i think that's that creates good entertainment is if you're able to connect to some part of it, yeah you know? and there's yeah. a reflection you know and as an artist you have to reflect those times yeah i mean i i sing so i'm when you say connect to the like i just there's songs from that your heart. You elicit from your emotion. Heart. Yes, yes, it's so crazy. Like I feel such emotion. And there so I think with acting, especially in a show like that, where there's a lot of things that you've actually experienced in real life and seen mm-hmm. in real life, that would be yeah. such a powerful show to act on. Yeah. 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 It's a great, it's a great ensemble. And, uh, you know, I just really feel blessed and honored to be a part of it because my character was only supposed to do two episodes. Really? First season. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they're so, like, we like him. We'll keep him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as, as an actor, you, you get those opportunities and, you know, you put 110% in and get out what you put in. And, you know, for me, it was just like I said, I love what I do. And, you know, I went in there with, uh, you know, the intention of just giving 110% because I knew mm-hmm. NK and I knew Jamie. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, make those guys look good uh, for, you know, also giving me the opportunity and also, you know, Big shout out to Leah Daniels Butler, who uh, who's the casting director, who you know, cast me on a, another show that I did, but she brought me in. So, you know, as an actor, you, those people that give you those opportunities, you just want to make sure you do your job and make them look good. Period. Yeah, you're holding yourself accountable because they Absolutely. put in the good word. Absolutely. And I, I've had a lot of actors and actresses on this podcast, and they all say the same thing. And it's that they get rejected for things that they want to do like 99% of the time. And then the 1% mm-hmm. it does happen. But mm-hmm. like what we kind of uncovered there is basically if you are the type of actor or actress that just gives up along the way because you're sick of rejection, you won't mm-hmm. take it anywhere. Like you have to be a part of that tiny percentage that just doesn't take no for an answer and keeps trying because have you read the alchemist yes i've heard i've never read it you gotta get it it. i'm not yeah i've never read it but i've heard that you know he tries so many times and if he would have tried one more time it would have like been a gem or something Mm -hmm. so i'll take i'll tell you this here's a here's a here's a story i tried out for i tried out for the shield 17 times i auditioned 17 times what and you made it on though didn't you and I ended up doing three seasons. Just exactly. If I would have just quit at number three or four, probably the average person would have been like, ah, I'm cool after number three, number four. No, I would have quit after one because I'd be yeah. like, why am I <laughs> acting? So God yes, dang yeah, it. Yeah. Listen, and within that, I booked roles, but then they wrote the character out or they end up, you know, yeah, they either worked, uh, wrote the character out or they was just like completely, no, we don't want to do it. But, you know, you know, I kept going in. And, and the main thing, too, you have to look at it is that if the casting director keeps bringing you back, evidently yeah. they like you and they want to see you on the show. So, you know, I think that's what I took out of it. Not so much of the rejection, but because I went in there and booked the room, they knew that I was capable of doing it. Yeah. So they kept bringing me in. And when they have that much confidence in you, it's just only a matter of time. But you just have to keep plugging away. Um, yeah. You know, but, you know, like I said, some people, like you said, you you may have, you know, left on the first one or the second or the third. But, you know, for me, this is this is what I do. This is what I love. I, I don't have a backup plan. And, you know, this yeah, is, this is this is this is it. <laughs> but that's, I love that you told me that, though, because it just yeah. shows that it, it's possible and it pays off to just yeah. keep trying. You can't stop yeah. trying. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been in this business since 1988, 89, Damn. and I'm dating myself. But <laughs> within the past three years, Stephanie, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. That's beautiful. Like I'm just getting to that point where things are really turning and working in my favor. I've been I've been at it since 88, 89. Yeah. You know? So it just goes to show you, you just got to keep at it. Yeah, you can't keep stop. At it. Yeah. You can't I'm, stop. And I always feel like I'm getting too old to do things, right? Nah, I mean, I'm 24, so I'm like, You're never too old. old. Oh, you're, but, you're young. I you're, know. You're just, Oh my God. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. Life's aging me lately, but (laughs) (laughs) life's been a little crazy in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I always like, 
think that time is running out or that certain industries are too saturated, especially with singing. I'm like, oh, there's Mm -hmm. so many good singers, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I mean, like we just said, like there's so many people that quit and there's such a few amount of people that literally just don't stop working. And those are the people that get somewhere. Okay. So, I mean, just with that being said, like not giving up and just scratching the surface, what Mm -hmm. is kind of what is after all American, right? What is the next kind of phase in your life look like for you in terms of, are there any shows that you'd really love to be on or are you trying to go on movies, things like that? Yeah. I think for me, you know, as, as an actor, you know, that's, that's everything in being in the business and entertainment that is encompassing everything. Yeah. You know, producing that is writing, that's directing, which I've done already prior. Yeah, I think with this, just really just continue to work as an actor, television, film, commercials, voiceover, everything. You know, I don't, I don't limit myself. That's Um, good. I don't limit myself at all. So that's just everything. Diversify. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, but also too, it's called Face Pop. So it's in the app store now and it allows you to create your own self-made emoji featuring <gasps> your face i love that that's so, so cool this is what it looks like look oh my god that's so cool right? <laughs> wait so you can like make a video of your face doing yeah so yeah <gasps> so you can literally record and it'll block out the background so it just looks like a floating head oh and then god. you can send whatever you want happy birthdays well wishes this is genius um, what yeah yeah. What? So whatever you whatever you want to do, it it will send that and yeah. So it's in the Apple Store. It's free and uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, look, Good for you. Look. Um, we only have four minutes left, but I just have to ask for this little segment mm-hmm. I do at the end. Mm-hmm. So basically, I do this segment called "Destroyed to Divine," and you tell me about a time when everything was basically looking like the lowest part of your like it was just. You never thought you'd get out of it. Just such a mm-hmm. low in your life. Mm-hmm. And how that actually made you who you are today and like how helped lead you to where you are today. Because I think yeah. those times, like either you recreate yourself and you pivot mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you go deeper into that hole. So do you have an example yeah. of that? Yeah, I think I, I mentioned, you know, auditioning. 17 times for for the shield that's one of them um you know of course as an artist it, it, it can be frustrating because you're looking at yourself like man is it me why why am i not booking you know 17 times damn what, what what's going on but you, you you pick yourself out of that but i'll say this i did a film um i had did the mc hammer story and uh for vh1 and, and this is uh right before 9 11 and i made this money and I, you know i was spending and buying stuff and when I looked up after it, I had nothing to show for it. I was, you know, broke. And I was just like, yo, what is going on right now? Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, I've always had side jobs and I've always kept and I just took my ego out of it because yeah. I think, you know, people see you on TV or whatever. And you're like, not supposed to have a regular job, but I literally got a job. You know, Good, took yeah. my ego out and, you know, say, hey, bills are coming and, you know, that's not going to stop. Um, but it, it definitely taught me a valuable lesson of really just, you know, saving my money, uh, but also, you know, the business of show business. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why they call it show business, the yeah. business of shows. So really just putting my money away, um, not being frivolous and, and buying all kind of stuff. 
So it definitely taught me a valuable lesson and just be appreciative of what you have and not trying to fit in or, you know, follow, follow the pack. That definitely taught me a lesson. And I, I, I told myself, I said, if once I get out of this, I'll never have this feeling or I'll never be, I'll never be in this financial situation again. Yeah. And, and to think about it though, like if you wouldn't have been broke, you would have mm-hmm. never learned so many ways to be more frugal and spend your money yep. wisely. You know what I mean? Like yep. maybe it wouldn't have taught you all of those strategies and going forward, Absolutely. you can use them for your future businesses and just be better with mm-hmm. financing and everything. So yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I always, I always believe that, you know, you have to go through something. You have to go through it, you know, to get through it. Yeah. You know, but you have to be so open to know and see, Hey, here's the lesson. Yeah. What, what can I learn in this? Not, yeah. not just because everything is going down, but what, what can I learn in this? What is yeah. the lesson in this? Yeah. If you can see the lesson in it. You'll be better off going into yeah. it, going into going forward. You can't play victim either. Like the world's nah. just attacking you all the time because we all go through it. You know, like we mm-hmm. all have our own shit, but yeah. you have to just not play victim and feel like everything is going against you and more so just be like, okay, how can I be better from this? And yeah, what can, yeah. I, do what, what can I do to change? I think, you know, I always say if you change your mindset, you can change your surroundings. Things will start, you know, working out for you. I always say, we have the key. We have the power to write our own tickets to happiness. Yeah. It starts with a thought and those thoughts become things. Then it just starts to manifest that way. Yeah. So you believe in manifestation? Oh, absolutely. I do I'm in, too. I'm in a 21, I'm in a 21 day manifest, manifestation group right now. Really? Oh, that's oh, absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. And it's amazing. I'm getting we into it. It's deep, such a deep, deep. We got some little deep hot chopper going on. It's when I oh. tell you it is amazing. It is amazing. It's 21 day abundance group. Today's today's uh, lesson was it's mind, matter and spirit. And it's literally like today I focus on what I want to attract in my life. I today I focus on what I want to attract into my life. It's so simple, but it's Sat so important. Ananda. What? Absolutely. Satchet Ananda. That's like the mantra you say in your mind. Satchet Ananda. It's like uh, prosperity, um, health, and something else. But Look yeah. at you. You're like a pro yeah. over there. I mean, you know, I'm just listening. Each and every day I wake up and try to be better. That's and, all you can do. Something. But you should you also do. learn to appreciate how far you've come because if you're like me, you're always trying to get better and better and you never sit back and reflect. And then you'll never be happy if you do that. Yeah. You you have to celebrate the victories. You have to celebrate Mm -hmm. the small victories and the big victories. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a lot figured out. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you you know, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out, but you know, you know i've got i've got a grasp i got a grasp yeah (laughs) no baby steps like life is a journey it's not a destination you gotta just yep you know in the words of nipsey hustle it is a marathon the marathon continues it's not a sprint for me it's a marathon it is you know and i'm and i'm and i'm up for i'm up for the journey and enjoying the process well, where can people <laughs> find you? Pimp yourself out. Yeah, I am on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok at Kareem Grimes, K-A-R-E-E-M-G-R-I-M-E-S. 
all across the board. Awesome. I'm going to go follow you on IG now. I don't even follow there, you. There it is. There it okay. is. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, this was dope. Um, good talking to you, Stephanie. And, uh, you know, much success to you and your podcast and your endeavors. And, you know, you're never too old. You're never too old. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks Absolutely. again. Have a wonderful no night. No problem. You do too. Bye. All right, Stephanie. It's yeah. Stephanie Albert's podcast. <laughs> Thank you. That is going to be fun. There he is. Now he's funny. It took him the whole damn time to be funny. Yeah. I'm kidding. You're great. You're great. You're great. There it is. Indeed. Okay. Have a good one. Yeah, you too.